Hey everyone, Kriggs here, your number one dwarf. <laughs> taking an, I'm taking a second at the start of the show, honestly, to say a few things. Instead of the middle, like I've done before, uh, the whole sh the whole show itself is so perfect. I honestly couldn't imagine just interrupting anywhere. Uh, that said, I want to give a huge, huge thank you and shout out to Starbuck, the guest star of these two episodes. Uh, she's been a longtime supporter of the show, and honestly, more than that, a friend to all of our cast. Uh, it's been an absolute honor to have her portray one of our silly NPCs and just give that character so much heart and love. And truly, these two episodes have been magic, unlike we've ever released before. So again, big, huge thank you to Starbuck. And to the listeners, please find her on Twitter at Starbuck, at S-T-R-R. B-U-C-K. And also her amazing website, arcaneflora.com. Well, that's honestly enough of me, so please just enjoy the show. Previously on The Hired Swords. My name is Sauron Chrisfarin. All my life, I've wanted just one thing. To be a hired sword. To be a hunter. Those of us who live and die in Wild Hill have a comfortable rhythm. There's a system and it works. Hired swords take jobs and profit from them. Easy enough. And then, everything changed. A group of strays made their way into Wild Hill a few weeks ago. A dwarf with a sour face they called Kriegs, with a massive hammer and shield. A monk named Joxer, with boots too nice for the mud of our roads. A man named Davin, who wore an easy grin but dark, haunted eyes. And a half-elf woman named Gwendolyn, with her chipmunk companion Dale. They didn't arrive together, but they seemed fast friends. And then I began hearing voices. And the wilds felt like they expected something of me. They called to me in the back of my mind. Then I began dreaming of those strangers. Always the same dream. I'm watching over a pack of elk when suddenly we're attacked by them. Each blow they landed I felt with my own body. And the final crashing blow of the hammer through my skull woke me in a cold sweat. I had a throbbing headache for days, and this nagging feeling in the back of my mind that I needed to be in the trees and the brush of the wild, a whisper of my name. I noticed they began occupying the house that poor Francine held onto for ages. I hope this means Francine has stopped waiting for her father to come home and has moved on. And now I see them everywhere. But I can't believe it was coincidence that they burst into our hunt meeting and demanded to go with us. Of course, Soraya refused. She takes three and only three, but somehow they managed to tempt her into a race. Soraya never does play fair when it comes to her pride. We won, of course. How couldn't we? We can just teleport anywhere we've set up markers. 
but when we arrived at the marker this time, that nagging voice in the back of my mind became a thunder that shook my very being. Sovereign creaks, it said. Sovereign creaks. Somehow, they arrived just in time to see us finishing off our quarry. A giant bear like I've never seen. Almost as if it were corrupted by something vile. Instead of wallowing in their failure, they asked Sarayas some really pointed questions. Questions I had been asking myself lately. What is it happening here that is causing these monsters to appear? In all the times I sat around the longhouse listening to the swords recount their missions, I had never heard of something like this. Something so unnatural. And Soraya seems so unbothered by it. But she's right that our job is to get whatever it is done, and questioning isn't a part of that. But is that what I want? There has got to be something more to being a hired sword than hunting and killing for sport. Is this really what I've aspired to be? I went to the Widow Tolliver's to tell her about what I heard about Sovereign Kriegs. As I paced outside her house, the dwarf named Kriegs approached, like he had the same idea. He told me that his name is Sovereign, as well as Kriegs. But why would I be called by his names? His party arrived shortly after and asked me to trust them. As I looked into their eyes, the same feeling that welcomed me in the trees told me that they were my key. They could be home. They would bring me answers. But can they possibly have the answer that I need? Listening to the Hired Swords, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast where insert joke here. Hold on, wait, was I supposed to do something with that? All right, welcome back to the Hired Swords. I am your dungeon master, Mike, and. Uh, Joining me today is Blaze. It's a me, a Blaze. <laughs> Ash. <laughs> Hello. Derek. Uh. And Mikey. That's me. I'm and, uh, I'm Joxer. Yeah, that's right. And uh, <laughs> we also have Starbuck here with us again. Yeah. Insert dolphin noises. Because the, <laughs> the 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 uh, the party decided to let her continue to to hang out. So, or I guess she decided, didn't she? Uh, so, yeah, I yeah. decided that there was no other route than to uh, <laughs> steal their beds and <laughs> make myself at home. Yeah, apparently. Here you are now, part of the group. Uh, so they, uh, the last episode, they finished up with the uh, chief and made their way out to find Kriggs. And he had been talking to this young woman by the name of Salrin. And uh, they were chatting about 
I mean, I say chatting like it was super cash, but it was really quite intense, quite interesting as they talked about the voices of the forest speaking to uh, to uh, Salrin and saying Salrin or saying Sofrin to her when she was misinterpreting it as Salrin, thinking they were calling to her, but in fact they were identifying somebody named Sofrin, which we all know now is Kriggs. And so they had that conversation and the party, the rest of the party finally caught up to them. And uh, after some funny antics and some, some fun kind of, you know, role play kind of stuff, they all ended up deciding to all go out the next morning together into the woods to see if we can, they can figure out what's going on with this voice, these voices calling for Kriggs apparently. And uh, then they made their way back to the Boga Shack as it is so lovingly called. And at the Boga Shack, they had a fun a fun little uh, jab at Davin and forced him to Dimension Door into the basement to sleep. And that ensured that uh, Solren would have a bed. So she slept in, the, uh, in his bed instead of him. And uh, that is where I believe we are at after Kriggs said a prayer to... Uh, to the wilds and felt a slight tingle burn in his hand where his mark of helm was and uh, but just as soon as he felt it, it 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 went away and almost to the point of even doubting it happened in the first place and so he's uh we are now the sun is coming up the next morning after a fitful rest for davin on the floor of the uh, of the uh, basement i guess of the the Boga Shack and Jocks are there on his bedroll. Craig's in his pink rocking chair. Uh, Gwendolyn had been, I assume, resting in her in the uh, in Francine's old room while the uh, other bedroom was taken by Salarin. So, what is uh, everyone doing when you wake up? Like, how how is this going down, Davin? You had said you would be the first up. How does that go for you? It doesn't happen. Okay, no, <laughs> I figured as much. I mean, he's off and on sleeping all night long. He's kind of got a crick in his neck, but he's, he's still asleep. I, okay. I'd also like to make one more point of reference. It's not the basement. Uh, we're going to call it the the uh, tome uh, the tome bomb shelter. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. wow. Sorry, that was too far. I guess Jaxer's <laughs> hole is taken. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah ja- Jaxer wakes up uh, earlier than he normally does, but he just sits there just almost anxious like he he doesn't want to go up there so he's just kind of sitting in the in the room trying not to just randomly stare at davin as he doesn't know what to do with it, do with himself right now which is hard because you hear sparks and like a little time bits of lightning go across his arms as he sleeps <laughs> so he's he's having a rough time trying not to just like what is happening over there nice all right, and then upstairs. Uh, Sauron wakes up super early. Uh, like she, she's naturally an early riser. Uh, because she needs to, she needs to know what is happening with the day before anyone else does. Um, so she's going to wake and dress and. Uh, sitting next to the door listening for the first signs of uh, people being awake like you know you know when you're you have guests over and uh, you can tell that they're awake because someone goes to the bathroom like you hear the bathroom door shut uh, 
she's gonna sit there and listen for that. That was me okay. every sleepover as a kid. First one to wake up and just sitting there waiting for somebody else to wake up. <laughs> that's uh, that's Christmas Day and children just waiting for for someone to to allow them to go open the presents. Yep. All right. So how long does it take before uh, we get Gwen and, and Craig's up? I think Gwen would probably wake up a little before Craig's. Um, just so... Because she wants to meet this girl. She just... There's something about her. And she doesn't know the connection to anything yet. Okay. So she'd probably be wrapped in a blanket and come out of her room. Okay. So yeah, Solren, you you... As you're kind of sitting and waiting, you hear Gwen's door open and she kind of strolls out, probably with a yawn and a stretch, with that blanket wrapped around her. Uh, she's sitting next to the door. Oh, okay. That's good. I'm I'm still very much just going to still be asleep with the fight and with everything else. Uh, I am very tired. Yeah, sure. And Sauron? Uh, Sauron's just going to be sitting uh, next to the closed door, uh, just like awake and alert and ready. Okay. Awesome. Well, then as Gwen comes out and uh, I assume Davin, you're going to come back up stairs or? Yeah, he comes up rubbing his neck. Okay. Joxer. Yeah, um, he, he'd, he'd follow up. He, he did get not, knocked unconscious the day before and, and then just had an awkward... He's going to be last, very slow behind. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, so, Craigs, you're awakened by Davin and Joxer finally coming in the room. And uh, so everybody's up and awake now. Everybody's kind of in the same space. Uh, All right. Morning. Yeah, it's fine. What are we doing today? You t- tell me. And she goes over and sits next. She kind of plops down next to Solarin because she is still waking up. She's got sleepy eyes. And she pulls okay. Dale out of her blanket. She sets him on the ground. And she just looks at Solarin. Do, do, do you want some trail mix? Oh, sh- sure. Do you do you want some berries? And she'll put a, uh, she'll put a berry in front of Dale and uh, she'll like She'll, like, uh, offer you the bag that now has nine berries in it. Oh, my gosh. Gwen blushes and immediately just puts her hand in the bag. Okay. Uh, and Sauron's gonna Sauron's gonna take a, a little handful of trail mix, and she's gonna, like, throw the whole thing back and, like, through through the mouthful. She's like, this is really good trail mix. Do you have is that acorns in there? You don't find uh, a lot of people who put acorns in their trail mix, but that is... I mean, that stuff sticks to your bones. Gwendolyn's mouth is full like a chipmunk, and she's just shaking her head. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no. She can't talk. <laughs> Craig, did we just get ourselves a second Gwen? Is this what's happening here? You know, it's very possible. <laughs> she just, just frowns stretches her eyes. in the chair trying to figure out if his body still exists because he's very sore. Well, I mean, I can't. I can't become animals um but i know a lot about them and i uh can find them uh and i i do know my way around uh the wilds um but i'm not i can't 
I can't be a dire wolf, you know? It's just super cool. She's gonna like blush and like scratch the back of her head, like anime style. <laughs> nice. So, do we know where in the wilds we're supposed to be heading? Not even a little bit. And she's gonna smile at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just see like an awkward smile back. That sounds. That sounds like most plans we've had. Yeah. This week. So who's leading this thing then? Well, uh, think of it less as like a, a leader and followers and more as a, a group discovery. Um, I mean, we can, we can check and see if Widow Tolliver's back. I, I would hope by now she would be, um, and see if maybe she has any insights for us, uh, don't have much other than a feeling uh, and I don't know how far that'll take us. Doesn't sound like a terrible idea. Um, she she could be helpful if we have no real direction. I look around the room I look at uh, Davin Tolliver. I think it's probably a better start than just blindly going into the woods. At Gwen Tolliver? Uh, she shakes her head. It's full of food. Joxer Tolliver? Absolutely, and that's also by the longhouse if uh, if we wanted some food or anything. Or we could just head out, it's fine. You and your food in the morning, I don't... Sauron's so, gonna take another handful of uh, trail mix uh, now that she and Gwen are like uh, like buffet-style sharing their like pocket treasures. Uh, <laughs> she's just gonna be like, I mean, they don't, they don't have trail mix in there. But, like, I guess. Davin's gonna pull out the wand, and he's just gonna make a bunch of food. Sorry, take what you need. Can nice. you make this taste like something? What do you want it to taste like? Uh, deal, dealer's choice. What? Alright. I, I wave my hand over the food, that whatever he's picked up, uh, and now it's got a flavor to it. She's like, you've never chewed bark? You're missing out. I, I, no. We'll try some later. I, I know some trees. They have the best bark. Just like knowingly, like nods her head. <laughs> Ignoring this, Joxer sees uh, the um, Davin flavor uh, some of the food, and he he tries to recreate something that tastes like meat. Um, that he picks up and that's uh, better than mine. Mine tastes like a mix between ketchup and blueberries. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. How did you find two fruits that do not taste good together? (laughs) Like you think that that's like triple berry and it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Devin's got a lot of skills. Flavor is not one of them. The worst (laughs) part is mine just straight up kale. Like, (laughs) but it's mushy. So it's not kale. Yeah, no, it's just like, an apple that tastes like kale. <laughs> oh. So uh, I'm going to have walk out the door, uh, kind of readjusting myself and re-suiting my shield to my back and have the apple in my mouth. I'm going to pull it out in one hand and just say, to Tolliver's, and some kind of like silly commanding voice to everyone behind me, joking that I'm somehow in charge of this es- escapade. Okay. 
Oh, that's right. The, uh, what was his name? Carmen said you were the leader of this group. Lead on, sir. Yes. To Tolliver's lift, 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 right, <laughs> lift. Davin's uh, bedroll rolls up on its own and gets stuck back into his backpack. He continues on. Okay. You guys come back out the front door and start making your way towards Widow Tolliver's. And uh, you you go... No, it, it's pretty early. There's not a lot of uh, stuff happening. And, you know, you, the, the parties that had gone off for their for their missions, most of their hunts, most of them haven't returned yet. They weren't all so short like it was for the uh, for Soraya's party. So as you guys walk, you know, through through the area, you you don't see a whole lot of people. You come up and around the uh, <clears throat> you come up and around the the tower, make your way up towards the uh, the widow Tolliver's house. Then the the longhouse is there on the right, open for business. You don't hear a lot of hubbub out of there this early. Uh, it seems that the most of the fun times happen later at night. Uh, but widow Tolliver's door is standing wide open. Well, that's a good sign. I hope so. And I'm just going to walk up to the door. I think it was open the last time that we came here too and talked to her. She she seems to know when she she has business with us. Well, she's always been spooky. Uh, kind of makes Gwendolyn, her an authority on these things. Gwendolyn's going to be a little hesitant. Okay. I don't know. So did somebody say they were going up to the door? I'll go up to the door. Uh, I did, yeah. Yeah, Craig's. Okay, that's fine. Uh, you walk up to the door and uh, as you look inside, make a perception check. OBKB? Uh, 15. You hear humming. You you see the same room with the, the round table with curtains, you know, surrounding, except for that wall where the door is and the table in the middle there. But as you look, the, the curtains pulled back a, a little bit and through there, as you hear, as you just kind of hear, <laughs> you see, you see the the little old woman with a a mortar and pestle. She's pushing stuff. She's like crushing stuff down into this stone bowl with this big stone kind of uh, you know masher. As she does that, I think it's called a mortar and pestle, something like that. And uh, she crushes that stuff down as she's doing that, and just kind of humming to herself. And uh, she goes as, as you kind of approach the door and see her and hear her. She says, who's first? <laughs> I see you were expecting us. Oh, well, I figured when I saw you last night, uh, you'd be back. Uh, this oh, you morning. saw us. I, I, I do apologize if we disturbed you. Uh, no, 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 no. Please take a seat. Uh, I, I'm not easily disturbed. I, if I, if I, uh, if I come across as such, I, I apologize. Uh, now, the, 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 the drinking and carrying on across the street, that disturbs me. A, a conversation outside my door, no, that's, that's just par for the course living on the main thoroughfare through town. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I do understand. And I'm going to, I'm going to wave everyone in and specifically, Sauron, uh, Miss Tolliver is, is here if you are interested in a reading. You see that uh, uh, pro she hung back like when you guys went into the house, and uh, I think probably only Gwen would have noticed that as soon as she asked who's first, her finger immediately went to her nose. Okay. 
but like she'll step in. Um, okay. She steps in. You step in. Widow Tolliver's standing there looking at you, and she looks at you. She goes, "Ah, yes, yes, uh, Mrs. Chris, Miss Chris Farin, <laughs> Lady uh, Tolliver. It's it's a pleasure to see you, my dear. Would you care to have a seat or?" Uh, yes, thank you. Um, would you like a berry? Uh, no, thank you. I've had breakfast. Those don't agree with me either. So, uh, thank you, though. Uh, something about not being able to eat for a day. I, I enjoy my herbs and spices too much. You understand? I, I suppose so. Um, and she'll put them back in her pocket, uh, and kind of, like, look uncomfortably around. Um, okay. do you... Do you remember the last time I was here and, and we talked? Um, and I told you, I told you about my dream um, with the with the elk and uh, these were these were the people that I saw. And since then, I have been. And she's gonna mouth the word. She's not even gonna say it out loud. She's gonna mouth the words, "hearing voices." Okay. She says, "Yes, of course you're hearing the voices." And she says it louder than you'd like. Uh and she looks up at Kriggs. And there, are the rest of you coming in yet at this point? Or are you Gavin's staying outside? Inside. inside? Okay. Joxer, he he made it to the door and he looks back at the longhouse. And then sighs, sighs, and then walks in. Okay. <laughs> Gwen would come in and make herself comfortable, just wanting to watch. Okay. So you you see the look on her face turn. Everyone can see the look on her face turn very soft when she looks at Solren. And she says, my dear, I don't know what the forest wants. I don't know what it wants for our dwarven friend here, and I'm sorry to say, I wonder if you have given it all it wanted from you. But it didn't want me. It it never wanted me. So why, why me? My dear, your ears were open. This man here, he's clouded. You understand? He's because hardened. Because of what happened. Yes, he's hardened. He's clouded. You could hear because you were listening. Did you just need Does to know? Does that mean? Did you just need to know what it is that you, the, the forest wanted from you? Does that mean there's nothing left? There's nothing left to hear that it's that it will stop. I can't. I don't say. know that I want it to stop. I can't say. All I can say is, and I don't mean I can't say because I won't say. I mean the paths are yours. The endings, the destinations, they can be clear, but there are many. If the forest is finished speaking to you because you have brought it to the attention of your new friend, what a blessing to be used in such a way, don't you think? 
she like tips her head down and um, like swallows real hard. And she just gives a really small nod. Uh, and like she's she's weeping a little bit. But okay. um, I think having walked in first and being closest to this area, I, I feel like Griggs would try to put his hand like lightly on her shoulder in consolation. Understanding okay. what it's like to feel not uh, connected to whatever you were before. Yeah. Yeah. She says, now, again, I'm not saying that it is completed. I'm only saying that if it is, you have been honored. And that connection will remain in whatever form whatever form the wilds see necessary. She's just nodding uh, quietly, uh, accepting. Um, th- thank you. Thank you, Lady Tolliver. Um, thank I you. knew that this was what I, where I needed to hear that. Uh, and she's gonna get up and uh, just kind of walk towards the towards the door and um, stand outside, so she can still hear what's happening. Um, but she needs like a she needs like a minute. Yeah, as as you walk out or stand up, she tries to catch your eyes and and just says, um, "Thank thank you for listening." And she'll nod. Who's next? I think it's uh, best that you go first. I'm just going to sl- slide into the chair. When you speak up, Davin, she looks up at you. And you kind of see, actually make a, whoever's in the room, make an insight check. Okay. Does that include me? No way. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's a 22. Uh, 12. Um, that's a 12. Okay. Only Joxer sees her shudder tremble when she looks at Davin. And then she quickly averts her eyes over to Kriggs and she says, please take a seat. What is your question? Well, Lady Tolliver, it's been a minute since I've, I've been here. I, I do hope you've, you've been well, but I guess we're getting to the point. Solren found me. Last night, out outside, coming to see you, and I did have other business to attend, but seeing how this seems to be some kind of pressing matter, maybe you have some insight, or why, why me? When Salrin came to me, all I knew was that the wilds needed someone and something to save them. Sovereign and I both thought perhaps it could be her, but it seems she is a messenger, and it seems that you are who this message has been delivered to. I would answer it. I feel like I've hardly done anything to, to save the wilds here, other than Cause a lot of ruckus in town. 
my stay hasn't been necessarily helpful. I don't know why it's calling to me. We are more than a collection of actions and behaviors. There is more to each of us than what we do or have done. Seek what that is inside of yourself. Because there are those who... And she kind of looks up at Joxer and back down at you. And over to Gwendolyn and looks back down at you and says, There are those who see it even though you don't. So what am I to do? Am I to listen to the wilds? I don't I don't hear voices. I don't hear feelings or however else Sauron was describing it. Should I... What do I do? When I've been summoned by someone, I usually pay them a visit. So I guess I go into the wilds. Who's next? I shuffle my way out of the seat. Okay. Go ahead. You got anything to learn? I don't think so. I, I'm gonna, gonna gonna leave. Widow Tolliver smiles at you very big. Uh, not creepy. Just very pleasant and genuinely happy to see you in her hut. Um, Gwendolyn nods at the widow Tolliver and she just kind of just holds Dale and walks out. Joxer will slowly walk up. Hello, Tolliver. Hello. Um, and he's going to sit down. So I I don't take kindly to being uh knocked knocked and stabbed around by by those in town. Is is there any any way you might be able to see if uh if I'm still being targeted by or that I still have a foreboding future ahead ahead of myself? I don't have to seek any knowledge or any wisdom from any arcane or magic because I heard them announce your death at the longhouse. <laughs> Carmen not, at least did, did what he said he was going to do. Not announce. I'm sorry. It wasn't an announcement as much as a... a Three cheers. Um, it, it was loud. Perhaps if you're seen in the busyness of the day, um, some people could be quite surprised. That's good to know. Thank you. Well, that, you're welcome. That was easy. That was just nosy neighbor lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody needs one of those, I suppose. Well, we do what we can. I, I hope you have a good day. Public enemy number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds um, like we're pretty much done here and we know what we're going to do. 
Just remember, just remember. Yes. What is happening at Wild Hill? I don't think has ever been about Wild Hill. I wish I understood what that means. You have another. You have a lovely day. It was good to see you all. Good seeing you. Uh, as everyone starts to walk out, I say, "Oh, one more thing, uh, guys. I'll meet you outside." And I'll, I'll walk. She stands right up, and I'll kind of wait and see if everybody leaves. Yep, yeah, I'm gone. Okay. When yeah. you do that, she stands up and backs away from her table. Davin's just gonna have his hands behind his back, and he's gonna look down. He's just gonna glance up at her every once in a while and say, "Have you looked up any more information about what's going on with me? Have you seen anything else?" I. I'm not asking for you to tell me. I don't want to know my future. I just want to know if you know. I can't explain what I felt when you touched me. It was like I had died. But that's it. I, 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 I haven't I haven't been the same since. I had hope. Hope for what? Now despair for my my husband. He's gone. Uh, You know this from touching me. Well, I I never lost hope until that moment when I was outside of my own being and something else something else was speaking and using me for their purposes and since then I when I think of him I only feel despair this is why seeing you makes that feeling stronger I um, I'm sorry I took that from you, but I I think that the feeling you're feeling now is just lingering. It's not you. Don't let it get too far into you. But I think for both of our sakes, it's best that we just don't see each other again. I won't come back here, and I don't want you thinking any more about me or or anything else that has to do with us or this. I. I think that's a good idea. I think hope will come back for you. And for what it's worth, I think your husband's still alive too. And if he is, maybe we can find him for you. I once believed that was a guarantee that someone could find him for me. But I have since stopped asking. Don't let my darkness be your darkness. Feelings are weird, you know? Yes, you can have the strongest feelings in one direction and it can completely change with just the drop of a hat. And that, I think, means that they are completely worthless. I think the best thing you can do is just forget about the feelings of hope and despair and just continue doing what you're doing and use your logic. Can he be alive? Is he alive? Don't worry about the feelings about it. Just go to what you know. That's what I do. I wish... Davin... Is it? Mm-hmm. I wish that we had 
met under better circumstances, I feel like you would be someone who I would enjoy spending time with were it not for our first meeting. Well, Please, I, I must I must get back to my to my work. I understand. Don't take this the wrong way, but I personally kinda wish we never met in the first place. These problems that you're feeling never affected me before this either. Well then some meetings seem fortuitous and some seem to be a curse. <laughs> well, if there's a way of removing a curse, I'll find it. I'll let you know if I do. Please do. It was good to meet you. I hope we never do it again. And he just walks yes. out. Goodbye. She goes back to her work. And uh, did everyone just kind of wait out there for Davin to find his way out? Or um, I, I had, uh, I probably would have started asking uh, um, Craig's. I, so that wasn't quite as helpful, other than going into going into the wild hill. Do you, I, it seems it seems silly, but maybe we should go back to where we where we lost the elk. I mean, that might be the best place to look. I don't know. I, mean, I maybe should have asked Oliver if I should go alone or if you should go with me. I don't. I don't have any idea what I'm doing. I don't think anything is good to be done alone here in Wildhill, and uh, apparently I don't exist anymore. It's not always a bad thing. Uh, sometimes I, in recent days, not since meeting you all, but there were times I wished myself that I hadn't existed after what I had put so many through. Gwendolyn's probably walking over towards Sauron. Uh, Soren is, uh, sitting up in the big tree behind, uh, Widow Tolliver's house. Okay. Like, you can just see her feet, like, Dangling. hanging from the lowest branch. That's yeah. amazing. Um, Gwendolyn would probably walk over there. Uh, what are you d- doing? Hey, um, just looking looking for bark you do you want some uh and she's gonna like offer you the seat next to her up in the tree uh climb up i put dale in between us okay uh Sauron's gonna put a berry in front of him all right he um he loves you you know the wilds the wilds uh told me what you did and um they said that it was it was only because of that love that they trusted you and that i should trust you dale and i talked last night and we seem to trust you too i just i've never heard voices in my head before so I, I I can't say I'm going where you're going through, but... She smiles. I, I feel like you, you might be the key to something we're searching for. I, I was new to, to the wilds, and I at first thought I was helping people. I was ma- making friends, and I just... S- something ch- changed. 
but I feel that you're a nice person and that 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 you'll you'll find your way with or without us for now i i would like you to stay dale dale does too i don't i don't know what i'm going to do just yet i um it sounds it sounds so stupid to to say it out loud but i thought I thought I was the key and I know I it's better this way. It's, I mean, why would I be? I, I shouldn't be. Um, but I, we, I think, I think I wanted to be the hero for a minute. Um, I, I think you still can be just life finds a way. Ah, and she, she immediately switches to Elvin. Can you understand Elvin? Of course I can. Okay, great. Because <laughs> she, she she is getting frustrated because she's starting to trip on her, her words. I, I just feel that you could lead to something else. And, and even if you're not, not the key to this meaning or to be this hero... You you could be a hero in s- somewhere else later on in life. You, you don't no need to put all of the eggs in your basket. Just we'll find a way. Gwendolyn, Wild Hill is not a place for heroes, and I knew that, and I know that, and I can be okay with that. I think. This fits. You fit. Sovereign fits. Davin is Davin. Um, Joxer fits. Uh, it's it's better this way. But you should know that something something is happening. Something big. Something bigger than this town. Bigger than me or you. And I don't know what it is, but I know, I know that since I had that dream, something feels broken. It feels like, it feels like something that had been holding, something that had been holding so much back is somehow leaking and I mean, maybe it's, maybe I'm totally off. I, I don't always, I don't always feel it quite right. I th- I mean, I th- thought that they were saying my name and they very clearly weren't. Um, just be careful. Both of you, all of you. And she, uh, she like takes one finger and like delicately like strokes Dale's head. And like scruffs underneath his big fat cheeks. Why can't you c- come with us? I, I, I thought you 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 were going to help us. Because Gwendolyn, in her mind, let's get this straight. Gwendolyn's twenty three, but uh, <laughs> she still has like this kid like manner. Like she doesn't mm-hmm. understand. Yeah, what is going on? Like why? She, like she understands the Saturn. 
Sovereign, sorry, is not Sovereign, but like she doesn't understand why Sovereign can't come to help. You, you could help us fix us. Like you, you, you could help us though. But if I've already done my part, if this was my part, I'd say Davin's walking out about now. Yeah, sounds good. Are we? We ready to go? Sorry about that. Wait, guys. I, I apologize, but I think we're ready. Hold on a minute. Uh, with the knowledge that I have and. He's going to kind of grab at his cloak and and you just slowly see it go from that like blue teal to like a straight jet black. Okay, cool. This uh this might keep me from being noticed for a little bit at least. Well, so right now are you going to lead the way? I'll take you. I'll take you as far as I can. Um and we should we should probably be as as stealthy as we can, uh, especially if you're uh, a wanted man. And she's going to grin at Joxer and uh, she's going to cast Pass Without Trace on nice. how many people? Pretty sure it's everybody within like 30 feet of her. Each creature you choose within 30 feet of you, including yourself, plus 10 bonus. Uh... Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. So she's going to cast Pass Without Trace on uh, everybody. Um, it won't last forever, but it'll get us out of town. And um, hopefully it'll get you to where you need to be uh, when you need to be there. Wherever that is. I appreciate it, Sovereign. Uh, mechanically, y'all got plus 10 to your stealth checks. Cool. So as you guys leave town, go ahead and make those stealth checks. All right. Using Starbucks dice. All right. Nice. 21. 19. Thank you for that plus two. (laughs) For real. Uh, 30 for Davin. Sick. Good Lord. 15 for me. Yeah. Super high rolls at that. Uh, I rolled an 18 plus the 10 plus, uh, oh, here it is, core. Uh, <laughs> uh, so an 18 plus 16, uh, which Jeez. is 34. <laughs> Man, plus 16. Well, plus uh, six. Yeah, because I have oh, the oh, plus with six. The, okay, I gotcha. That's good. That ranger passes out a trace, baby. All right. So you guys uh, make your way past the Tower of Testing. Make perception checks as you pass the Tower of Testing. Okay. Natural 20. Nice. Oh, um, 17. We love those here. Plus 16 10. for Davin. Oh, it's an 18 perception? for Joxer. The big fat 1-0. 13. 13. Okay. So definitely Salrin and Joxer, you said you had an 18? Uh, yeah, 18. And then what did Davin have? 16. 16. Okay, so Joxer and Salrin, you over here as you walk by, you hear Tomba on the steps of the tower saying, No, don't, 
Don't be crazy. I, I saw him here yesterday. He was here. He was here yesterday. What's wrong with you? I, I saw him. You can ask the chief. They had a meeting. Come in. Come inside. Come ask him. And they start to walk in. Do we see who it is? Uh, Salrin does. Uh, it is. Uh, it is. Some. It is Mel. Actually, one of the one of Soraya's people. Mel. He's the fighter, isn't he? Yes. It's one of Salrin's teammates. Well, and good thing she rolled that thirty-four. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah. as you guys, as you guys sneak out of town, you make your way towards the edge of the of the forest, all the way past the farms into the kind of where the trees are starting to pick up, and you hit a trail. Is everyone going to continue on? That 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 didn't even take you the full hour uh, to get out of town yet. You probably still have half of that pass without a trace available if you want to just everybody continue continue on. Uh, I'm gonna have ev- uh, I'm gonna have Kriggs make an make a survival check. Sure, with with advantage. Okay. Uh, let's see. Eighteen. You want to head south along the edge of the mountains between the mountains and the hills. You just is, feel like that's where you want to go. Is that the direction we're kind of headed as it is? I mean, right now you've just got out of town, so it's time to decide. Do we just go straight forward, straight uh, east into the wilds? Do we head up north or south? And you want to go south. Uh, with us walking and with me getting that little bit of, um, I guess, intuition that I should be headed south, I'm going to do a very typical soldier thing and hold my fist up as like a like a stop moving hand signal yeah um and then just listen to whatever is speaking this intuition into me and just say i get the feeling we need to go south and just start walking that direction and hope that well you know hope they follow me okay so you guys head south mm-hmm. you go for another 30 minutes or so that pass without a trace is gone and uh, you just keep feeling like you need to go south, go south. Soloran, how far are you going to take them all the way? What are you wanting to do? Um, what is she going to do? Is she getting any feelings from her extrasensory uh, companion? She uh, when when you when Sauron walked into the forest, she felt welcome and comfortable. Uh, she felt at home more than she did, you know, in her own home growing up. She felt like this is this is her place. And uh, you don't hear any voices. You don't hear any. You don't get any feelings or signals. And then Craig's kind of says, "I feel like we should go south." And you just kind of feel a, you feel right about that decision and about him making the decision. You feel like that's what is wanted. And as the wind kind of blows through the trees, you feel like you will always be connected. This connection will not go away. It will not stop. And whether, whatever form it takes, whatever, whatever, 
you know, uh, benefits or, or value it gives you, uh, you will, you, you feel that, that connection, that relationship with the wilds and, and the forest, uh, will maintain, it will continue. Okay. Um, she's going to, she's going to walk with you for the rest of Pass Without Trace. And as she can feel her magic wearing off, uh, she's gonna, she's gonna, uh, stop the party and just say, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast this once more. Uh, but I get the sense that you've got everything you need already. Um, I'm gonna stay behind and make sure that nobody follows you. And, um, if you need me, uh, I suspect you'll know how to reach me. And she's gonna look, uh, pointedly at Davin. Okay. Oh. So you're not going with us the whole way. This is it. Uh, are are you sure? I'm sure. You are where you need to be, and you're going where you need to be going. And I... I feel right about this. I can help you by making sure that you can do what you need to do. And if you need me, I'm here. I'm uh, no stranger to voices. I'm going to approach Solren and hold out my hand. And in that, in my hand at the palm is that golden uh, kaleidoscope toy that I had shown her previously. And I'm going to say that, (laughs) Solren, I know it's not much. I know that it's a silly trinket, but I don't think you realize how much this I don't think you know how special that it must be to be chosen by the wilds for this this task, whatever it might be. Uh, and I, I do. I thank you. You're welcome. And uh, with her left hand, she's gonna she's gonna pluck this sphere out of your hand and. Uh, look at it before she puts it in her pocket and say, you know, just because I'm not old enough to drink doesn't mean that I'm a child and can be uh, persuaded with toys. Uh, and then with her right hand, she's going to uh, give you like the, the like bro shake where she like grabs your elbow. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> Don't do anything dumb. I can't promise anything. Uh, I can honestly say the opposite. Well, we'll definitely do something dumb. <laughs> Speak for your... Well, yeah, he's right. (laughs) I'm glad to have met you all. This won't be the last. I'm glad to have trusted you. I assure you, this this won't be the last. It's it's been interesting to be sure. I I do hope it won't be the last. Gwendolyn reaches down and pulls out a handful of trail mix to put in Sauron's hands. For your way back. Uh, She takes it appreciatively and uh, 
hands you the pouch that has the last uh, seven berries in it. And she says, you technically only need one for the day. Um, But we all know you don't always eat when you're hungry or just because you're hungry. Um, But I would eat them before tomorrow morning uh, because they do spoil very quickly. Oh, and also it's this tree. Uh, and she's gonna she's gonna jog over maybe like twenty feet uh, to a tree that is like partially stripped and uh, yeah. take out her <laughs> knife and carve off a piece of it uh, and then carve that piece in two and she's gonna throw the bigger half to Gwendolyn and uh, just grin as she takes a huge bite of it like jerky. A uh, Gwendolyn okay. mimics her. Okay. Big crunch. Big crunch. And it tastes like bark. I don't know. Does Gwendolyn like it? Oh, yeah. She loves it. Best bark you've ever had. Yep. It cleans your teeth. Okay. All right. That that, that it does. And she turns around and smiles at the party. (laughs) There's bark everywhere in her tree. In her tree. In her teeth. (laughs) Her teeth look like a tree. In her tree teeth. Was there a lot of sap on that bark, too? Like, is it, like, sweet with sap? Uh... Sticky, uh, like like some, like there's definitely some like mossy bits, which is uh like the best part, um, <laughs> but it's not like sticky sap. It's like uh, just like natural uh secret sauce. <laughs> nice secret sauce. Davin will <laughs> walk up to her and say, "Sorry, um, you said this morning that you were like Gwendolyn, but you can't turn into like a title wolf or anything." Do you want to? The look in her face is wild. Uh, it's it's like a feral joy, and she just nods her head like fervently. Yeah, yeah, I'd like I'd like that more than anything. Devin smiles real big. And he, he puts his hand on her shoulder and he says, "You're gonna feel a little bit dumber, but it's a lot of fun." And he's gonna uh. cast polymorph and turn her into a dire wolf. Oh All right. <laughs> so, so you guys watch Salran just shift from uh, from this from from herself to this direwolf that is a, a gray color, but has like this this lightning crackles across her back, and it leaves behind like these few blue streaks along the tip of her of her, the tips of her hair, or her fur. And so she's kind of like this, this uh, gray to gray to blue color as you go from the bottom, her, the bottom of her fur up to the top. And there she is standing there, this big dire wolf with the back of her, the mate, the the nape of her neck. That hair kind of sticks up almost uh, like permanently, almost like she's always at, you know, uh, anticipation mode and adrenaline mode. Nice. She has this big doggy grin on her face uh, that like never never changed from the smile she had as a as a half elf and uh when she gets down she's gonna do the the happy dog bounce and then she's gonna howl real big (laughs) all right so the big howl and uh boy happy happy dog (laughs) happy dog (laughs) down says you got an hour of joy she takes off 
as fast as she possibly can. Gwendolyn takes another bite of bark, just goes crunch, and then just waves. <laughs> so as as Gwendolyn cr- cr- crunches her uh, bark, <laughs> and uh, Direwolf Salarin runs off back towards Wild Hill for this hour or less journey back to town. We're going to end the episode there. Yay, that was fun. That was fantastic. You made I loved me it. a Starbuck wolf. Thank you for listening to this episodic installment of The Hired Swords. If you liked our show, tell a friend about us. And if you really liked our show, tell the world. Leave a review. If you want to keep up with us and get all the behind-the-scenes goofs and gaffes, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at The Hired Swords. Again, thank you for listening.